Michael, the collect of the day for our service, or the opening prayer, the first prayer that we prayed, has this incredibly generous view of God. And it speaks of God being more ready to hear than we are to pray, and ready to give more than we either desire or deserve. And if that's not enough, it then speaks of God, in addition to all of that, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid. Mm. And if God is all of that, I'm all in. Absolutely. Um, what about that prayer or collect for you is most comforting? You know, I think the, the latter half of, of that, where, where it's talking about those things that are maybe on our conscience, that are, that's hard for us to verbalize, that's hard for us to share, being able to know that we have that that presence next to us, to be able to navigate that, to be able to work through it in a healthy way, I think is extremely comforting and, and, and extremely empowering to be able to make sure that we can get that work done uh, within us that hopefully helps the world outside of us. Hmm. So you, you're drawn to that bit about conscience, God forgiving us of those things of which our conscience is afraid, which is an image of God within us. It also makes me think um, about intimacy and relationships. Mm. And intimacy is a great gift, um, except when it's not. You know, intimacy can be too intimate sometimes. And sure. this, this picture is of God being within us, being as intimate as, as one, as any reality ever could be, knowing the truth of what we've done and left undone. And yet that intimacy and that God's knowledge of us inside out is really tender and kind and forgiving. It's, it's a beautiful image where intimacy is coupled with um, love mm -hmm. and grace. And I think that it's, it's also extremely comforting because that, that vision of God can be overwhelming. It can be overpowering. But mm. being able to think of that in that tender, loving way I think, again, makes it, um, makes it be a companion, um, mm. a friend, that, that presence that is there to support us. Day by day. Yeah. In other words, a, a very practical Absolutely. vision of God. So, Michael, you are our junior warden. I am. Of something called the vestry, which is one of those, you know, the Episcopal Church loves all of these antique <laughs> words, um, even when we don't know what they mean. Right. W what does the vestry do? Sure. So, you know, the vestry is a great group of people that we have here at the cathedral. Being able to do all of those fiduciary responsibilities that we have in terms of the budget, in terms of a whole host of things, but also working with the, the, the clergy, working with the staff to be able to uh, set the, the vision and set what we're doing kind of year by year. I'll also say the other thing that I think is exciting about the vestry is it's a discussion about what the future has in store for us at the cathedral. Being able to think about what do we do year by year, but what do we do in the next five years, in the next 10 years, in the next generation? And being able to really plant those seeds now, to, be, to do that thinking and visioning now, to set us up for success down the road. And so I'm really encouraged by, by the group of folks that we have at that table. Oh, that's wonderful. And it makes me think that, that about how some people might be surprised to know, or they might be unaware, every Episcopal church has a vestry, the cathedral has a vestry, 
And because we typically watch and experience um, deans and rectors and priests speaking and leading in the liturgy, you, you might assume that we do that Monday through Friday as well. And, and we do, but with the vestry, we do it in partnership. Right. So I might get to say whatever I want from the pulpit or with a microphone, but I don't get to do whatever I want leading the cathedral. And, and that partnership with a lay-led vestry, a, a vestry that is made up of lay people, that's elected annually at the annual meeting, mm -hmm. that lay leadership brings to the, to the clergy and staff people who have gifts and wisdom and vision and a prayer life, and it makes us a lot smarter as, as parishes, as St. John's Cathedral, and certainly as clergy. Yeah. Roughly how many people are on vestry? I, I would say give or take, we probably have about 15 folks who, mm -hmm. are, who are part of all of those conversations on a monthly basis, being able to, to think about those spiritual aspects of our life, those financial aspects, um, and, and all the rest that goes into making this place run and making sure that it runs well. And so just really thankful for that brain trust. Well, when you use all of those words, fiduciary and vision, um, it makes me think that, that your job at the end of the day is as fiduciary to make sure that our numbers are in order and as a visionary to make sure our soul's in good shape as Absolutely. a community. Is that fair? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You in your day job, because um, you, you do have a day job. I do. I do. You do not only work for St. John's Cathedral. <laughs> you, you actually, you're not compensated <laughs> right. by St. John's Cathedral. This is part of your, your ministry Absolutely. and your volunteer offering. In your day job, you do... Um, research for higher education in the state of Colorado. God bless you in that important you. work. One thing I know about you from our work together with Vestry is that you are, you, you pay attention to analytics, to numbers. You are in some ways data driven, and you also are incredibly optimistic, hopeful mm -hmm. about the future of St. John's Cathedral. Could you say more about that? Sure. So uh, yes, absolutely. I, being able to, to use data to help inform all of our conversations, I think, is, is vital in so many ways. I would say, I, I think one of the important things that we need to make sure that we do is to do things in a data-informed way, not necessarily just data-driven. What I, what I mean by that is the data tell us a whole host of things and, and inform us, but there are also elements of all of this in terms of our human relationships and our human interaction, our relationships with uh, people outside of our four walls, relationships with the bishop's office and other congregations. And so being able to, to take all of these things into account as we are doing that visioning, I think sets us up for success. And, and one area that I think that is very important is with Latinx ministry and being able to, to think about how we best serve that population within Metro Denver and also the Diocese of Colorado. Uh, the, the, the Latinx population is, is a continually growing segment of our population. Right. And so being able to find those ways to support them, to welcome them into our space, to have that, to incorporate them into all that we do and, and make this place even more vibrant, I think is extremely exciting. And to do that, it's absolutely conversation within us all on how best to do that, but also how best to do it in collaboration with the Bishop's Office and in collaboration with the other parishes that are specifically here in the Denver metro area to make sure that we're all going in this direction together and all rowing in the same direction. That makes me think that it's good to, to highlight for our people who are listening to this sermon and, and watching this service 
that, that the Vestrian clergy are considering many, many options. Latinx yes. ministry in collaboration with the Office of the Bishop is, is one, based upon demographics in Capitol Hill and in Denver, as you said. It's a part of a larger strategy or vision, and it makes me think about how the cathedral is a parish. We're a parish, St. John's, right. and we're a cathedral for the Episcopal Church in Colorado. And a parish actually is another of those old antique words, um, but that has a, a really a lot of meaning in it. A parish is actually a geographical or secular boundary. Mm -hmm. And it means that a parish or cathedral like ours at its best is always building relationships and having a vision for the people that are outside of our walls. And right. our parish is St. John's is certainly includes Capitol Hill, and it definitely includes the city of Denver. So God bless us as we try to have a, a vision and make it incarnate and practical to, to work collaboratively, to open our doors, um, to learn more and more about our, our neighbors right. in this these these wide parish boundaries and, that, that are Denver. And I'd also say, you know, part of that it, it are things that we have done over the years. So currently we give about 20% of, mm. of what's, what's given to the cathedral, give it back out to the community, give it uh, in collaboration with the bishop's office to be able to financially support that mission. And I think that is extremely powerful and something that we want to lean even more into in the years to come. I'm glad you highlighted that because you are correct. We give 20% of pledge and plate um, outside of ourselves, 15 of which goes to the office of the bishop right. for, for, for churches and communities and a vision throughout the state of Colorado. And 5% and on top of the 15 goes toward um, grantees, nonprofits mm -hmm. that we work collaborative with, collaboratively with, and the grants committee oversees the, right. the granting process. So since you've mentioned that, it means you've mentioned pledges. What a pledge is simply um, what a person or a household financially hopes to give to the cathedral in one calendar year. Mm -hmm. So we are asking today and for the next several weeks for pledges for 2021 and turning in a pledge in advance of what you hope to give mm -hmm. um, is really helpful because it allows us to make a budget it allows us to plan to be really careful and visionary stewards of your gift and to use it wisely before a person pledges what would you um, encourage them to, to think about or pray about before they simply write down a number. Sure. So I, I think it's being able to think about the role that their support can play in this vision, being able through all of these different conversations and groups that we've talked about, being able to uh, financially support them. I think that is extremely important, whether it's different ministries that we have here at the cathedral, things that are going on outside of these walls, um, uh, things to maintain these four walls yeah. and being able to find the ways through that financial support to really best equip us to, to have those conversations, to do that work, I think is, is so vital and important. So I would hope that people would take that into consideration as, as they're thinking about what their pledge is and how they want to, to contribute to this place. It, it, through all of this, it, you know, it, it takes a village, it takes a budget, it, it takes prayer. And so those mm. three things together, I think um, we, we are set up for success if we are all kind of working in that direction. Well, I love that. And that is um, a preacher's summary, if I ever have heard <laughs> it. It takes a village, a budget, and it takes prayer. And may God bless us with all of those things. And the easiest way to make a pledge 
for 2021 is to go to our website, which is sjcathedral.org. And on the navigational bar at the top of the home screen, click give. May God bless you and keep you.